Hello, 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 and welcome to the second episode of Getting Rooted, the show that is all about the journey of being rooted, reclaiming one's own truth and embracing destiny. I am Janine Hansel Frimpong, your host. I am a licensed clinical professional counselor and a trauma specialist in the state of Maryland. I'm also the founder and clinical director of Rooted Holistic Therapeutic Services. The content of this podcast is not counseling advice, nor a substitute for individual therapy. The content is for information purposes only. The information provided is not intended to be used as a replacement for medical and mental health advice. Please seek and follow the advice of your licensed mental health and medical professionals. In this podcast episode, I have a guest, Dante Brown, who is a licensed clinical professional counselor and trauma specialist who owns a group private practice here in the state of Maryland. He has a vast amount of experience in the field of trauma. He will be joining us today as we talk about psychedelics and how it can help to treat trauma. Have you ever wondered, can I erase my trauma? You're probably not alone. Did you know? PTSD and trauma are highly prevalent in our society. More than 70% of Americans will experience a major traumatic event in their lifetime. More than 8 million adults are diagnosed with PTSD each year in the United States. And 7 to 8 out of every 100 Americans will experience PTSD at some point during their lives. Although some cognitive behavioral approaches have been designated gold standard therapies for PTSD, They have been largely ineffective in reducing symptoms to the extent needed for sustained wellness. Psychedelic-assisted psychotherapy is changing the game. So if you ever wonder if there's more you can do to support your mental health, keep listening. So welcome, Dante. How are you today? I'm doing good. Thanks for having me. I'm excited to be able to talk about this topic and, you know, just give a different kind of perspective um, with psychedelic assisted therapy. Yes, I'm glad to have you. I know Dante for many, many years. We've worked in many um, different capacities. So I know he is well versed in things trauma. Um, And so we have a great Um, opportunity to learn more about psychedelics um, and how to really help treat trauma. But before we get started with that, I want him to introduce himself, tell us a little bit about um, his career, his business, his new private practice that he opened here in Maryland, um, and anything you want to share with the crowd. Sure. So a little bit about myself, as Janine said, I am a licensed clinical professional counselor and trauma specialist. I have been licensed and practicing therapy for over 10 years. Uh, I have practiced in a variety of settings from educational settings to private settings to residential settings. I, in my therapy, I've worked with a variety of clients. However, uh, I have landed on definitely trauma as being um, the focus of a good portion of my work especially as it relates to relational trauma um, or sometimes uh, generational trauma, race-based trauma, uh, and sex abuse trauma as well. Okay. 
Great. So we definitely have an expert in the field of trauma. Um, and so we want to kind of understand this. It's not new, but I think it's more vastly used um, in psychotherapy now. And so I just want to kind of um, ask you, what exactly are psychedelics and what made you decide to incorporate it in your clinical practice? All right, so that's a, a loaded question, but I will tackle it the best way that I possibly can. So what are psychedelics? Uh, psychedelics, uh, how I define it, is plant-based medicine, simply put. Okay. Uh, like you said, this is nothing new. This medicine has been around for a very long time. I just think that in more recent times, we have begun to study uh, how we can use it therapeutically. I think, you know, one of the things that we have to look at is just history and history in uh, this country and around the world. So when we think about psychedelics, the ones that we often see in terms of just, you know, clinical use, such as uh, psilocybin, MDMA, and then um, there's also ayahuasca and um, ketamine. When we think about those, you know, a lot of the uh, ingredients in those in those plant-based medicines, those have been around for a very long time. This is not an, a new thing in terms mm -hmm. of um, just being used. I think it's just new to our field because we've been taught, you know, drugs are bad, drugs are bad, drugs are bad. However, the research is showing that used therapeutically, it can have uh, some really positive, you know, impacts for clients. Absolutely. So what made you decide to incorporate it in your um, practice? Well, I'll be honest. So for me, I definitely believe in holistic healing and the idea that therapy can go beyond um, the counseling office, right? Mm -hmm. So I am a member of Black Therapist Rock, which is the largest social network of Black therapists. And that's really where I was introduced to the use of psychedelic uh, medicine in the, the therapy space. And so there was a lot of trainings, lots of information on it. And it just really piqued my curiosity about how this medicine could uh, help those in their path of healing. And so I ended up taking a training and doing an experiential training in Atlanta with Field Trip Health uh, through Black Therapist Rock, where we had the training on how to effectively kind of use psychedelics in this, the therapy space and also experience it in terms of how it impacts um, this, our systems. So that's kind of how I got introduced to it. Um, since then, I've worked for uh, psychedelic-assisted clinics um, in DC and got the opportunity to kind of continue that work post the training. Okay, cool. So can you tell us, like, what are the effects of psychedelic? If someone was to go through this process, what are some things that they could um, experience? Sure. So one of the things I think that we need to kind of be mindful of is that we're beings that live in our mind and body. So our state of mind plays a huge part in how we think, feel, and interact with the world. And a lot of current approaches to treating depression and anxiety uh, such as, you know, antidepressants or mood stabilizers, um, they're not always working for everyone. They do work for some people and not for everyone. 
And they can also kind of numb us to the world and don't work for, you know, we're, we're seeing more and more people. So psychedelic therapies just provides us with an avenue for healing that goes beyond the medicine. We're really working holistically to help the person discover uh, maybe an increased compassion for themselves, being able to like safely experience emotions. And really, I think the biggest thing that I have noticed uh, with psychedelic assisted therapy is that there is a safe experiencing and noticing without getting stuck as much. Mm. Sometimes in therapy, uh, we'll see, you know, clients that are maybe struggling with processing something or reprocessing uh, a, a traumatic experience and psychedelics really can help facilitate forward movement. Okay. So a person, this is good for a client that may be too much in their head. And so it allows them to really be able to process the information differently or more effectively, I should say. Yeah. I mean, it, it definitely could be good for a client that's, that is maybe struggling with being in their head. I also think that it could be good for a client that just wants this type of healing and is open to, you know, the, the way that I kind of describe it is like, there is some dissociative effects with psychedelics. So oftentimes we call it, you know, when somebody goes on a journey, you know, there are some dissociation that usually happens. However, you know, this is all, you know, monitored with a medical professional. So, you know, there is some safeguards and safety in place that helps facilitate that process. But, you know, it, it can definitely be used for a variety of clients, not just those that are stuck. I think it can be used for clients that maybe have been in therapy before. Maybe they they have some sense of, you know, emotional awareness and they're just trying to go deeper in their work. Okay. We can also enhance things on that end as well. So what, you know, how does this really change or affect a person's brain chemistry when they go through this process? So that all depends on the psychedelic that is used, because there are certain psychedelics that we see um, basically just to kind of talk in layman's terms, it mm -hmm. impacts the brain differently. So some psychedelics will impact the brain in one way, whereas, you know, another one may have a different effect. So you definitely have to do your research in terms of, you know, your intention in using psychedelic assistance. That's going to really kind of determine which psychedelic you used. Um, in terms of, for example, you know, ketamine, you know, that psychedelic impacts the brain maybe a lot differently than, say, psilocybin. Mm -hmm. Okay. So there's a medical professional that is part of this process in choosing the right um, psychedelic to use in the, the the process of therapy or the psychedelic assisted therapy. Yeah. And, and basically, you know, the idea behind this is that, you know, we want to be intentional about this medicine because mm -hmm. again, these medicines have been used, you know, uh, in clinical settings for a while. They have been used in history we have seen for a while. Uh, they've been used recreationally, some of them. And so 
when we're using this, we are using this with intention in terms of the dosing, in terms of how much, in terms of, uh, you know, the time frame between one dose and another, and also even the route of uh, how we're going to give the psychedelic. You know, there's some people who, you know, we're going to do it intravenously, and then others, we might do an IV. Um, there's also pill forms, there's, you know, so there's just different routes of administration that we also have to take into consideration. Okay. So you were saying that it, there's a, a process to this. Can you, so can you walk us through the process? Like if I wanted to have this done or um, get more information about, like what would be the steps that I would take? So the first thing you would want to do is really research just various psychedelics. But let's say for instance, um, we'll use if you were coming to me for ketamine assisted psychotherapy. Mm -hmm. uh, the first thing that's gonna happen is, is that you would get a medical evaluation by a licensed provider uh, that also has experience in psychedelic assisted medicine. Um, and they would then you know, clear you for the medicine because we definitely wanna make sure that it's safe, that this is something that makes sense for uh, your you know, mental health needs and also your body um, needs as well. So after that, we would do an intake. And at that time, we would really talk about intentions and, you know, what are your intentions in terms of what would you like to get out of this experience? From there, we really are going to think about, okay, so now that we have the intentions for the psychedelics, let's talk about what your experience will likely be during, you know, the day of the journey. And we go through a, a preparation. And so one of the things that I often tell clients is that, you know, you are going to be in a um, space in a room and, you know, the lighting and all of that's good. We usually provide eye mask and then the nurse practitioner will come in and, you know, provide the medicine. At that time, we usually instruct people to put on their eye masks because they may experience visuals, um, you know, some thoughts, feelings are going to come up for them. And then that usually for most people, at least with ketamine that I've noticed, it lasts about 45 minutes to an hour. Uh, and then afterwards, we talk about, you know, what was that experience like for them in terms of, we call it integration. So after they come through their journey, you know, we, we start to talk about and process what has come up. And, you know, that is different for everybody in terms of the insights and awarenesses that they get from their journey. And really, how do we integrate those insights into their everyday life? Okay. And so you use specifically ketamine in your practice? Mm hmm Yes. Yeah. Okay. And why did you choose that one? Is there a purpose, a reason or? No, not necessarily. I mean, that was the one that I was first introduced to. Um, I am looking at um, getting trained in some other psychedelics as well. Uh, but that was the one that I was introduced to. Okay. All right. So, so we're using the psychedelic assisted um, method for dealing with trauma. So help us understand how does it really help you address trauma? Like why 
use this versus maybe EMDR or something else that um, that's like hot topics or hot, um, I guess buzzwords is what I want to use um, now. Well, I, I think one of the things that we have to think about is, you know, typical kind of talk therapy, right? So let's start there. It's like, what I usually say is, is that we will get there. You know, if someone is committed to the process, then in typical talk therapy or using EMDR, IFS, or, or another modality, we'll get there. Mm-hmm. It sometimes can take a bit and we'll get there. With psychedelics, I don't know that I would say that it is a replacement for any of those approaches as it is something that can enhance some of those approaches. Okay. So sometimes I, what I've noticed is that let's say I have a client that has struggled with reprocessing an EMDR. The psychedelics can assist in you know, allowing them to be more open to the reprocessing and feeling more prepped for reprocessing. Um, I've also noticed that the psychedelics can really help people get in touch with their kind of internal family system. So it can also help with some of that IFS work as well. So again, I don't know that it's a replacement for, for those approaches or what we know as kind of the gold star standards in trauma treatment. And it definitely can allow clients and to access those modalities better. And then also, I, I think, again, one of the things that we need to, to really think about is how these medicine impacts the brain. I think that's the biggest part. It's like, you know, what we know about trauma is that it has an impact on the brain. You know, we can see this in scans in terms of when someone has experienced a traumatic experience versus someone who did not have those same traumatic experiences, just the way that their brain is working and looks different. And so, the medicine really does help. Um, and, and some studies have found like stimulating, you know, nerve cell regrowth and parts of the brain responsible for emotion and memory. So there's just a lot of influence on the brain that we're seeing in terms of helping uh, with treatment of trauma and PTSD. And so that's interesting because I was thinking as you were talking, like, you know, IFS and all these other modalities to address trauma, is it best, this is your opinion, <laughs> is it best to really be training those those components or those modalities as well to, to allow there to be a complete or, I don't want to say this, like really being able to address the trauma? Because like, I feel like, or what I'm hearing, and you can correct me if I'm wrong, like if you use psychedelic, but you don't really have the other pieces to see what's coming up or noticing, it might be a you might not be as effective. Does that make sense? Yeah, I think so. Something to think about is through deep supported introspect, ex, introspection, psychedelics can help us better understand the trauma and the struggles we've gone through. And I think the other thing is, is that it can help us care for ourselves and just feel more um, connected on a mind-body level. Now, with that being said, I definitely think that, you know, w- we can't just, I would say, rely on the psychedelic medicine, in my opinion. I think mm-hmm. where I have seen this go wrong is when I've had clients come to me and say, well, they've done a lot of their own journeys 
and they have not gotten any support from a therapist or um, been in a clinical setting. And so there's a lot of information that comes up for people, you know, and sometimes the journey that somebody wants is not always the one that they're going to get. And mm -hmm. so, I'll, you know, that is why when doing psychedelics, there is a, you know, treatment plan that really irons out and, you know, maps out what this course of treatment looks like. So it's not a haphazard like, oh, we're just going to give you these this medicine and see what happens. No, there is a lot of intention behind it. There is a lot of science that supports how we dose, when we dose and what we dose. So it is done with a lot of care, um, concern and intention. OK, so you're, you're, you said that once they're dosed, they get mm -hmm. the dose. It takes about 45 minutes to an hour that they have the experience or the journey. Mm -hmm. Right. And then after that is when the processing happens. Yeah. So we well, and I'll just say this. So every psychedelic um, that onset of how it starts working is different. So like, for example, if somebody is getting it intravenously, you know, that's going to have a more rapid onset than if somebody is taking it orally. Mm -hmm. So with intravenously, yes, it's going to kick in pretty quickly. And that person will journey for about 45 minutes. Once that person, you know, and the therapeutic process kind of, you know, comes to, so to speak, we start that integration process. Now, the one thing to remember is, is that we are not, um, you know, judging their journeys. We're not um, saying that it was, you know, good or bad. We're just asking, you know, and checking in with the intention. What did they notice? What came up for them? Mm -hmm. And then, you know, we will follow up post that journey, usually, you know, within 72 hours, uh, just kind of see, you know, what further came up in terms of insight. So we oftentimes want, you know, encourage people to um, be very mindful of their nervous systems after journeying. Um, you know, we don't want a lot of stimulation. We want, um, you know, a calm, safe, supportive environment where the person can kind of just be with whatever came up. Um, and, you know, then we can kind of process it and talk about, you know, how do we use the information that came up um, to deepen their understanding of themselves, maybe deepen the understanding of their trauma and, and what's needed for healing. Okay. So what other, like, what other issues or what other conditions can this help address as well? So right now, I think the biggest areas that we're seeing um, psychedelic uses for anxiety, depression, and trauma. Um, I think those are like the big areas I would say that I'm, I'm seeing um, in, in the field currently. Okay. So that's good to know. Like they're, you know, it sounds mm -hmm. like they're growing to figure out what other, you know, um, issues or concerns can this be used with, but for primarily right now it's being used for trauma. Correct. I wouldn't say primarily trauma um, because I think the other thing is now I say that and I also sometimes wonder if there is unresolved trauma that does drive some of these people that maybe say I don't have trauma uh -huh. <laughs> to, to the medicine um, because I think one of the things that we know is, is, you know, like I said earlier, psychedelics were first used by indigenous cultures for spiritual rituals. Um, 
And there was a sense of sacredness purpose uh, with this medicine that really helped, you know, have this connection and just really tap into what it meant to be human. And so I don't know that it's always trauma. It could just be a a deepening in the relationship with oneself and what it means to be human. Um, So... Okay. Yeah. So what are some of the benefits (laughs) of psychedelic therapy? So what we're noticing is an overall improvement in depressive and anxious symptoms and an increase in just overall emotional well-being. I've also noticed just an overall increase in clarity around one's issues and a sense of... um, awareness surrounding choice and choices as it relates to how we, you know, handle these issues that come up and maybe choices that people haven't considered before. Hmm. Okay. I like that because I think recognizing that some people have a difficulty in even just addressing or finding (laughs) voice in their choices. Like they want to do something, but not really clear about it. So I think that is definitely helpful, even if you, and I like that it can be used for other issues mm-hmm. um, as well as trauma. So that sounds great. So with that, what are some of the risks that are associated with using psychedelic assisted therapy? Well, psychedelics in therapy, I guess. Well, I, I think one of the, the risks that I have noticed is that some people will come in and place a lot of expectation on the medicine. They think that it is going to take away their trauma, take away the anxiety, take away the depression. And while there definitely is an alleviation of the symptoms associated with those disorders, you know, we're not taking away anybody's trauma. Sometimes it is learning how to hold it differently and we're definitely not taking it away. Maybe it's, uh, you know, creating that deeper understanding of one's trauma and how it's impacted them and what it would look like for them to kind of heal um, from some of those experiences. And again, I think it's just not taking away the trauma. And some people will have this expectation like, okay, I'm going to take this medicine and it's going to make everything better. And that is not always the case. Also, as I said previously, the journey that you want is not always the one that you get. And so, for example, let's say somebody is coming in to work on, say, anxiety and they have a journey and something else comes up. Well, maybe that's actually the journey that you needed that might help with your anxiety and it might also help with some other things as well. Mm-hmm. So, you know, we can't necessarily control how your mind and body reacts once you take the medicine. So whatever's kind of in there in terms of thoughts, feelings, memories, you know, visuals that come up for you once you have the medicine, we don't, we're not in control of that. And so, you know, that's why that preparation work is really important. And that's also why that work with a therapist is really important. Because sometimes what people will think is not working out for them or not helping them is actually working out for them and helping them. We just need that, you know, other perspective that might help us see it. I think that's in a lot of modalities. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it is. Yes. I want my money back. I didn't get what I wanted. Well, maybe 
you needed what you got because that was what you needed in that moment. I'm glad you brought that up because that's what the name of today's podcast, Can I Erase My Trauma? Because a lot of people see psychedelics or understand psychedelics as being able to erase their trauma, which is not true. Um, but I think that's, you know, they want the quick way out, right? They don't want to suffer. They don't want to deal with the emotions that come with the suffering. And so they just want to get rid of it, right? Quick fix, but it's not a quick fix. It's really just an assistant to get to, you know, recover from where you are or gain wellness, um, from, you know, from whatever issue that you're dealing with. So I'm glad that you brought that up. Um, so I'm, I'm wondering where is psychedelics legal, to use is it legal here in Maryland? Well, yes, some psychedelics are legal here in Maryland, um, and a lot of them are currently being studied as well. So, you know, right now in Maryland, you know, we're definitely seeing um, the use of ketamine. Obviously, you know, that's something that I'm trained in, and there's also research being done. I know by in several um, organizations on psilocybin and MDMA, especially with veterans that have experienced PTSD. So I will say that from my understanding that there is a lot of legislation that is, you know, really looking at, you know, legalizing psychedelics um, for, you know, various therapeutic uses. I think that's one of the things right now that is uh, of making this really challenging in terms of access for this medicine is that, you know, while it is going through this process of legalization, um, insurances often are not covering the treatment. And okay. so it can be very costly. You know, as far as I know, I have not had experience um, with insurance covering these treatments right now. And so that is definitely one of the, the barriers to accessing psychedelics for a lot of people. So do you know what the range of price would be if you pay it out of pocket? It ranges. <laughs> I mean, I, hmm, I, I think I, I can say on the low end from what I've seen in a clinic setting is probably like 500 for a dosing session. And on the high end, probably maybe 1500 or above. Um, I, I think the other thing to think about is it's not a, a one-stop shop. So while yes, one journey can definitely influence you and, and give you, you know, there can be a lot of benefit. A lot of times we're looking at four and six treatments over a span of time. So, you know, you, you look at that and that could add up pretty quickly. Okay. Yeah, that sounds a little pricey, but you can't put a price tag on wellness, right? It's that, is, that is true. How you got to invest in it. Right. And I think, yes, while we can't put a price tag on it, you know, it does limit a lot of people from accessing it. Mm -hmm. And so I think that is where I know that um, a, a lot of Black therapists have been advocating for access to this medicine because, you know, we know that, you know, a lot of Black people are not able to access this in a therapeutic way. Mm -hmm. Many people are accessing this outside of clinical settings and outside of therapeutic settings. Um, and we want for people to be able to access this in a therapeutic setting. Absolutely. Absolutely. Thank you so much, Dante, for sharing your knowledge on psychedelics and trauma. And no, it cannot erase your trauma. Mm -hmm.
Okay. All right. So where can they follow you? Where they can they get more information about your services and um, where you practice? I can be followed at POM Therapeutics on Instagram and Facebook. And then there's also our website, POMtherapeutic.com. Um, so any of those ways work. Okay, great. So Peace of Mind Therapeutic Services here in Maryland. He's also licensed in what states? D.C. and Florida as well. Okay. So any Floridians that's listening, <laughs> people, anyone in Maryland, if you need a therapist, he has a group practice. So there's many clinicians that work um, with him. So please check it out. Again, we welcome, we thank you for joining us and giving us Absolutely. some much needed information. So please follow my podcast where all podcasts are streamed here, Getting Rooted. Check out our blog at gettingrooted.com for more information on this topic and other topics. Make sure to follow us on Facebook at gettingrooted23 and on IG at getting underscore rooted, as well as on TikTok at gettingrooted. Make sure to join the conversation. My favorite part of this whole thing is participating in the great conversations that happens on social media and in our comment section. So don't forget to let us know you were listening. I invite you to answer this week's questions in the comments on Facebook and IG. This week's question is, how does it make you feel to learn one in five people have or will have a mental illness at some point in their life? So see you next time when we talk about Reiki and restorative yoga. Remember that here at Getting Rooted, we reclaim our own truth and embrace destiny. Be well. <laughs>